all have a place that we go to get powered up. Whether it's a friend, workout, journaling, writing a book, networking, or even praying. Whatever it is, it's the place that you need to get your peace, strength, confidence, courage, self-awareness, and self-love back. It's your power spot. Welcome to my power spot, Building the Best You Podcast. The podcast where I speak about various things, helping the woman who leads to plug in and power back up in her purpose so that she can be healed and successful in her business and her home, mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally, and financially, to build the best person that she can be for God's glory. Let's win together. Shamika Latte, and welcome to another episode of Building the Best You. <laughs> Y'all, everything new, 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 everything new, new, new. Y'all know that song? Listen, I have been jamming to that song ever since I had my Leadership Empowerment Summit in St. Thomas Virgin Islands. One of our speakers got up, and it was like her theme song before she got started on stage. And from then, I came downstairs um, from getting dressed at the event space, and I was just like, everything new, 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 everything new, new, new. And I was like, you know what? That's going to be it, everything new. Even though some things stay the same, they look the same, but it's something about, renewing the right spirit within you, having a greater and newer perspective about life, about people, about circumstances that is so, so very important. And that's what we're going to touch bases on today. But let me say this even before we get into the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for wanting to build the best person that you can be for God's glory. Thank you. Thank you right now. Like I'm celebrating you in this moment for saying to yourself in your own personal way that I'm going to grow, that I'm going to build myself, that I'm going to do things differently. I'm going to do it scared. I'm going to do it excited. I'm going to do it with the butterflies. I'm going to do this because I need to experience everything that God has for me. And I just don't want to um, like exist in life, but I want to experience life. And maybe that's not you. Maybe that's just me. I don't just want to exist in my marriage. I don't just want to exist in my friendships. I don't want to just exist at a job, exist in the grocery store. I want to experience it. I want to learn from it. I want to grow in it. I want to become everything that God created for me to become, you know, that person that he knew even before I was in my mother's womb, even before she thought about having me. He graced me so enough 
He graced me so enough. He graced me enough to be here. And I want to experience the fullness of that grace. And I know that that comes with change, that comes with trials, that comes with tribulations. But y'all know when you get to the point when you have that aha moment in your life, you're like, ah, I got it. I got it. That's what that is. And sometimes that's birth out of a place that you never think that you can make it out of. Ugh. I hope that grips somebody on today. Listen, I got something for you. I think it is not until you learn to let go that you start to learn and know how to hold on to you and how to hold tighter to God. Mm. Does that make sense on today? Like what area in your life have you felt that you've been losing a part of yourself? And when you feel that feeling, do you ever ask yourself the question, if I'm losing a part of me, and if I feel empty, and if I feel void, who am I holding on more to in my life that maybe I need to loosen the grips on them and hold tighter to God? Y'all, I had this conversation with myself in a very different way. And I had to take a moment and evaluate what I was at in my life. And this subject right here, the evaluation part, was based off of friends. Like, who's my friends? Who's in my circle? Because I was feeling some type of way. You ever feel some type of way in your life? And you just like, listen, maybe it's time to cut everybody off. Everybody who's not feeling me. Everybody who's not living up to what they say that they are in your life. Because I believe that there are places or times in our life when we're just like, I'm good by myself. Well, I felt that. And since this is the Building the Best You show, we can talk about this. We can talk about the places where we feel lonely, where we feel broken, where we don't feel built, but still knowing that, God, you must be building me. Because anytime we feel a shift happen in our life, I believe that God is allowing the shift to happen so that we can shift, so that our mind can be renewed, our faith can get stronger, and we could start fully living out at this level of our life the person who we need to be, the person who we've grown to be. And don't shrink, don't hide, but stand in the face of the mountains that are before you, whether you feel it externally or internally, or you experiencing it externally and feeling it internally, and deal with those. So I was at a place of just thinking about friendships and relationships. My mom was here visiting, helping me to take care of the kids for the holiday season. And it was absolutely great. Like, I really, really um, needed it. 
But there was also something that I felt like I needed. I felt like I needed the people who call themselves friends to be checking in on me. How many know that sometimes you are the person in your life or in your circle who pours out to everyone around you and sometimes you don't feel like people are pouring back into you. You're the one making the phone call. You're sending the text. You are pushing them into purpose. And you are the one that, um, like, giving 100%. And then there's times in your life where the 100% is no longer in the cup. Because nobody was there to fill you back up. Y'all, I was straight like in my zone in this thought. And my mom came into my room. She sat beside um, my bed on a kind of like hotel sofa that I keep in my room. And she sat there and my husband was in the bed. And we're just all having this dialect early in the morning. By the end of our conversation, I said, you know what? I got one thing that I want to talk about. And the one thing that I wanted to talk about, y'all, was just like, y'all, I got this feeling that I was just like, I don't have no friends. I know that's crazy, right? It's like, I don't have no friends. And if my friends are listening, they'll be like, Shamika, what do you mean you don't have any friends? I am your friend. So let's get into this. I was like, I don't. I don't have any friends. I'm at the place where I don't have any friends. And my mom is like, what? She's always a person that's like, let's evaluate this thing. Let's figure out what it is. Maybe you need to put your friends on that board that you showed us, your likes and your dislikes. And maybe it's time for you to eliminate friends. And I said, mom, I'm not there with that. I don't feel like I'm at the place where it's so bad that I feel like I don't have friends that I need to eliminate anybody. I'm good. I'm good. And she couldn't understand it. And I was literally trying to understand the words that I was trying to convey, the feelings that I was trying to convey. And what I was really saying, because I talked to two people who consider themselves friends to me and I consider myself friends to them. And I shared this same thing with them and they understood what I was saying. I said, I am at a place in my life where My definition of friend or friends are changing. I need y'all to get this. And this right here is the definition of relationships. What I feel relationships, the definition of relationships have been is changing in my life. Y'all, when we get to this place where definition starts changing and you start seeing things and perspectives differently, That means growth is happening and it's nothing wrong with that. And you don't have to apologize for that. Because one thing we do when we start shifting in our lives, and if you're a person like me who loves to please people, I love to please people, not at the detriment of myself, but I love to please people to see them grow. I love to see my friends grow. I love to see people around me grow. That's why we're here right now for the Building the Best You show, right? And when I pondered on that thought, I literally choked 
And I was asking for forgiveness the whole time, like, Lord, forgive me. I don't know if I should be thinking this way. I don't know if I should be saying this because, you know, people who I call my friends and they say I'm their friends. I don't want to, you know, hurt them in any way. I don't want them to feel rejected. And I sat there and was just like, you got a problem. You're not owning your feelings. And I realized that I hid in spaces like that because I didn't want anybody to think a certain way, right? Because you would feel rejected. And so I told my mom, I was like, no, I'm finna own this feeling. I'm finna own these emotions. I'm about to get it out if it scares me. I'm about to get it out if I feel like I'm hurting someone's feeling. Because I didn't want to sit in a, in a place where I was no longer making myself or going to make myself comfortable, you know, comfortable in shrinking, comfortable in really sitting back and making everybody feel large in my life. And really, that's not comfortability. That's uncomfortability. Hmm. Comfortable and uncomfortability. Everything new, new, new. No more. No more. And it's not even like people said it to me. It's not like people um, it's, was just like, you need to make me feel big. I think it's just something that we naturally do that is toxic in relationships, toxics in friendships. And they might not feel it, but when you feel it, you got to grow from there. But I told my mom, I'm like, no, my definition of friendships are changing. I believe we grow up and we are told that your friend should do this, should do that, should be this. And if they're not doing it, they are not a friend. I grew up where my mom told me that your friend is like family. So when I went into relationships, I'm treating friends like family. Like, girl, what you doing? You need your hair done? You need your nails done? What you want? You want me to go here with that? You want me to go? And I'm not saying that I regret that because it built something in me that I'm here today and helping to build other women. But the part of that definition that kind of stings is that when we have this unwritten definition of what a friend is supposed to be, we hold them accountable for fulfilling voids in our life that they aren't built or equipped yet or mature yet. To handle. We make people in our lives so responsible for being everything to us everything to us and that is not fair to the individual even when they're your friends y'all does this make sense type it down in the comments leave me uh, um, a comment after the podcast 
you know, I want to hear everything and everything that you're feeling right now. Like, I get it, Shamika. Like, I get it. We have people in our lives, even in our marriages, people who we're married to, people who we date, people who, you know, are teachers. And don't get me wrong. I believe that there is a definition of a if it's a teacher that they're supposed to teach you they're supposed to mentor you they're supposed to do they're not they're supposed to do certain things they're not supposed to harm you when you're in a relationship with someone they're supposed to you know um build you up and they're supposed to you know be forgiving not being not walking over you right they're supposed to do that and we should reciprocate that in a relationship Regardless if it's a teacher relationship, husband and wife relationship, or just a regular, you know, cordial friendship. And everybody has these, you know, um, definitions or positions in our lives that's supposed to be reciprocated. This person does this, this person does that. But not to the extent where if I feel a void in my life because you said that you are my friend. You are responsible for fulfilling it. And that's what I was meaning to my mom. I said, I am at the place where I don't want to hold anybody accountable for not fulfilling something in my life that I need or that I think that I need. I'm going to take that off of people who I call my friends. And I don't think that I ever said it to them. I don't even think that I really ever said it to myself. Like I said, it's unwritten. It's a thought in our mind that we have learned that I thought that was your best friend. She ain't called you. Uh, mm. She must not be your best friend. I thought that. She was supposed to be your good, good friend. I mean, you posted it all on social media. But she ain't pray with you today. Like we mess up relationships with people because we've put this unwritten definition of who they're supposed to be our all in all in our lives and we get crushed and we start eliminating people that might not supposed to be eliminated out of our lives. Oh, I personally realize that I have friends of my life and the friends that I have in my life, they are at different levels in my life. Something that my husband's grandmother my grandmother-in-law you know I still call her granny said to me she said you have to compartmentalize things in your mind you and I think that we have to compartmentalize you know people in our lives meaning saying that with this particular person in my life who I call the friend and who I am a friend to what are her characteristics? What is she great at? What is she not great at doing? Now, this doesn't mean that I'm diminishing the character 
and the gifts and the talents of the person. But remember, we all fall short of the glory of God, right? We all come with some oops and some yays, right? We all come with that. But also, what is her strengths? And what are her weaknesses? And her weaknesses doesn't mean, you know, your friend's weaknesses don't mean that the person is horrible. It just means that this is the area of her strength. This is the area of her weakness compared to yours. And you have to know that if the person is not calling, um, if the person didn't show up, that doesn't mean they're a horrible person. Maybe, just maybe, they're learning to be organized in their life. Maybe, just maybe, she's trying to deal with her own issues. And if she's dealing with her own issues, she can't build you in yours. You wouldn't even want to put her in such a tumultuous and detrimental situation because you'll be saying, I know that you're broken, but you need to build me. How dare you? How dare we? That is terribly wrong. Terribly wrong. I said this to one of my girlfriends who I called a mentor a while ago because when I met her, she was my coworker. Hey, Donna. She was my coworker. She, um, then we end up becoming friends, but she also mentored me because she's a little older. She's a little wiser. She got some things. She motivated me like, Gee, I don't care if you do fall down, you better get back up. She was showing me the grace of God that I needed when I was in my places of making a mistake or making mistakes. And I was beating myself up like, gee, I don't want to fall down. I love God so much. Like, he love you. Get back up. She'd be like, the devil is a liar. You going to win. You going to win. So I was talking to her. And I was like, I hope you get what I'm saying. I'm not saying that you're not my friend. She was like, no. It's like when you talk to a friend that's a mature friend, she's going to be like, I get you. <laughs> I get you. And some people in our lives who are not mature enough to handle us when we are evaluating our life and they think that it's against them, that might be the type of person that you don't need to communicate that part of your life with, right? So you got to pick and choose which friends you let into certain places of your life who knows how to build you. But you have to, you have to know your friend. You have to not keep everybody accountable for building all parts of your life. They are not God. That's the problem. That's the problem. That's the problem. Our perspective of friendship cannot be based off of these unwritten qualities and characteristics of a friend, of what friendship should look like. It should be based off of biblical principles. Ugh. Can I, can I get an amen? Can I get an I get it, Shamika? The same thing in our marriages. The way that I see my husband, our relationship should not be based off of my girlfriend type conversation. Should not be based off of when I was single. I'm like, girl, he don't call you. He don't pick you up. He ain't take you out. You spent your own money. 
girl, he is not a, he is not a man. That's not true. First of all, you don't know his story. You don't know his growth process. And you don't really know if you ain't tapped into God that he might just be the one. Dr. Shamika, how can you say that? <laughs> Dr. Shamika, how can you say that? Because I've been married for the last 13 years. Y'all see I'm getting my hood in, my Chicago in right here. Y'all hear that? If you're watching on YouTube, then you're getting all the head movements and stuff. But if you're not watching on YouTube and you're listening to this on audio, I hope you can hear like when that sister girl is coming out at that moment. Because for real, for real, what being married for the last 13 years. If I can go back to sister singlehood. When I used to talk to my girlfriends and we had we knew everything about relationship and what a man is supposed to be. And we had all these unwritten definitions. And we were emotionally entangled. Tied to. These definitions. Man, I'm so glad I prayed the prayer. God, I'm ready. Let me unlearn what I learned that doesn't align with your word. Because over 14 years ago, when I met my husband, baby, he was nothing I wanted. First of all, we're going to have a whole podcast on this, but, <laughs> you know, one day, maybe, if that's what the Lord leads. But he was supposed to be Asian, six feet tall, basketball player, and a dancer. No, honey. My husband came between about 5'9", 5'10", African-American, some little curly hair, thick football figure, Okay. He didn't play basketball. He don't even like playing basketball. And he cannot dance like me. I mean, the rhythm is totally different. But I remember him coming to my studio because I needed someone to videotape this workout video that I wanted to do. And I was introduced through him, through an artist who I was doing choreography for. He said, my guy, Wes. So Chris Cersei said, my guy, Wes. He introduced and came to the studio. We were all in the studio together, took Wes in the back room. And I heard the voice of God, the Holy Spirit speak to me. And say, he is your husband. Mm, one looking for him. He showed one in my definition of what a man supposed to look like and be. I was like, oh. And it was true. God spoke and it's true. He was my husband. God defined him, not me. 
My husband wasn't what I wanted, right? No, my husband wasn't what I wanted from a single woman standpoint. But he was everything I needed. And that's what God would do. That's what God does. God is the one who fulfills the void. God is the one who defines marriage and friendship. Mm, Come on, y'all. I think we need to pause right here and say, God, let me unlearn everything that I learned that was not aligned with your word. Rewind. So I go back to this place just yesterday. I go back to this place and I said, oh, man, I was really in a place where God was creating a shift. God was creating a shift in my life saying, I'm finna help you unlearn what you learned. I'm finna, friends, I'm finna fix some friendship thoughts you had in your head. And the whole time I'm thinking like, I ain't got no friends. I ain't got no friends. But the more I sat, the more I talked about this with myself and then I opened myself up with a friend and talked about this thing that could have hurt her, could have shook her because she could have felt that, you know, my I, I had my fears in front of me. So I'm like, I don't know what she going to say about this. Man, I was in butterflies, but I was facing that mountain in my life because I was willing to I was willing to risk losing someone that I love so much. And it wasn't a test. It's like I just told her I wasn't testing her to see if she was going to stay. I would just I was releasing what was in me to no longer to be bound by those fears of emotions that would come up. Not realizing that God was allowing those emotions to bubble up in me so that he can shift my mindset so that he can bring me into what I said that this year was going to be everything new, new, new. And really, the new is this new perspective. Because the friends will stay the same. The house will stay the same. You know, um, I will stay the same. You know, things around us will stay the same. But the new, new, new is with everything old that I have, new perspective has to be put on it in order for me to thrive, in order for me to build the best person that I can be. So God was shifting the plates underneath the earth, which makes mountains, right? And so now the place was being shifted in my life, a perspective of friendship. And I realized, no, you can no longer, no longer teach. And I don't think I've ever taught it, but he's, he's moved me into this place. When, when it comes to people and telling them about friendships, make sure they have a godly perspective. Make sure it's not based on conditions of fixing their emotions making them feel good because friendship is bigger than that. You know, the Bible talks about that. Your friends are like, they're closer than a brother. Uh Oh, and it's not based on them not calling. Cause if you got a good friend, if you ain't seen them in 10 years, 12 months, when you connect with them, it's like, Sis, I got the, I got you. You could, man, you could 
be in the room with them and ain't seen them for a long time and they they riding with you what you need for me to do what I got you you want to pray let's pray and in those moments when you need for them to make that phone call and you can't even get the phone call I think you need to pray for them it ain't that they're not being a good friend. You got to make sure that you are a good enough friend that when they can't reach out to you, that you're praying for them. Because mm. you don't know if your, your, your friend level is being tested. Maybe it's not them. Maybe it's you. Maybe they're in a place where you feel like that you need to get built up. But really, they need to get built up. Mm. it's funny because I was looking at the story of Job and a place that healed Job from the voice that he was feeling because of the boils and everything that was on his body the, you know the sickness that he was going through he got to the place where he was encouraged because he ended up praying for his friends he ended up encouraging them he ended up and his whole life began to shift. His whole life began to shift. Can I just say this? When you're feeling down and out, when you're feeling broken, busted, and disgusted, find somebody to encourage. It's a game changer. It's a game changer. It's a game changer, y'all. The person or the one who's supposed to fulfill the voice in our life should not be the responsibility of our friends, not even of our spouses. Not our teachers, not our mentors. But we should run to the throne of God and get at the feet of Jesus and say, God, I'm broken. And instead of me waiting on somebody to call me, I'm calling on you because your name has power. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And God, I know if I'm coming to you, I'm coming to get a word from you. And you watch over your word and make sure your word performs. Y'all got to hear me on today. Does this make sense? Yes. If you have a mother. And you're just like, well, a mom is supposed to nourish and, and a mom is supposed to do this. Or if you have a father, a dad is supposed to, you know, provide and a dad is supposed to. If you have a child, you're supposed to listen to me. You're supposed to be uh, 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 obedient. All these cry outs that we have and we feel them. Don't get me wrong. Feel those emotions. Feel and understand that people do have people are supposed to, in their rightful positions, 
responds, respond a certain way. Fathers are supposed to build up. Mothers are supposed to build up. Pastors and leaders, they're supposed to do all this. But if you don't, I don't have to let you shift my perspective of who I'm supposed to be to you. I'm, I, I, I can't let your weaknesses turn me into being a person that I don't want to be. I don't want to be angry because you didn't show up. I don't want to be angry because you didn't provide. The game changer is, God, they not in their rightful place. I want to be in my rightful place. The game changer is, I'm not about to look at what nobody else is doing in their definition. God changed my perspective. Here's the game changer. Renew the right spirit within me. Let me lean not into my own understanding, but acknowledge you in all thy ways and you will direct my path. And you will direct my path. The same way that God graces us with our growth is the same way that we should grace our friends and people in our uh, other areas of our life grace them through it now this does not mean that you have to be a stepping stool that you have to be a rug and being walked over because wisdom tells you that bad company corrupts good character so you got to do something about that but it does not have to leave you angry it does not have to leave you unfulfilled that you know who fulfills you I, you know, I, I hear something. I'm like, God, give me all you got. You got to remember the Bible says that he will pour out his spirit. Give me all you got, God. Give me all you got. Fill me up with your power. Fill me up with your love. Fill me up with your joy. I need inner strength. Fill me up. Be honest, God, I feel weak right now. I feel weak. And God is like, yep, that's exactly what you need to be. Because my strength is made perfect in your weakness. I know you're struggling. I know that you used to think that everybody should run to your rescue. And you think that way because you are the poorer. But don't forget, you told me to build you. Don't forget. You told me that you wanted your hands and your feet to be made for my glory. Don't forget that the word says to accept Christ is to also share in his sufferings. So, baby, you're feeling you're feeling what comes with the consequences sometimes of being great. The consequences of sometimes, you know, leading because leading ain't easy. Ministry ain't easy. Serving ain't easy. Being good ain't easy. But it's worth it. But it's worth it. Here's some definitions. Proverbs 27, 5 through 6 says, Better is open rebuke than hidden love. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. Come on. So 
For me, this is something that I did. Because the story gets wrapped around, actually, me and my best friend. I was just like, I'm not hearing from her. What's going on? You come on, BFF. I'm seeing you on social media, but I ain't hearing from you. What's going on? I want to bring y'all into the truth of this situation. It's not, it's not bad. And so I called her. And so I'm talking to her. She's like, gee, it's a lot going on. And I'm like, yeah, but I ain't heard from you. Like, it, it hurts me not to hear from you. She knew where I was coming from because she knows I love her. And I want to see my friends in a dark place. You know, she told me, she was like, I just want to have everything that come out of my mouth. I want it to be positive. And I was like, all right. I was sitting in the place. I said, I'm going to listen. And um, she was just like, but I'm praying. I started to smile on the inside. Because here it is. When you're a friend of somebody, you want to make sure they're okay. And you want to make sure that you hear their voice. You want, you, you do. But in those times when you can't, you better pray for them. That's what friends do. And friends talk and they communicate. You ain't got to hear from them every single day. When I knew she was good and she was okay, I said, that's good. And what God was showing me even more, like I said earlier, friendships are not based off of somebody fulfilling something in you. It's God being your all in all. It's God fulfilling the voice because that's what he does in you and in them. I was good. I was good. But even if she didn't pick up the phone call, even if she didn't, I still would have been good. Because my definition of who people should be in my life should not be wrapped up in my emotions. It should be wrapped up in love. Peace, y'all. I hope this helped. Hey, it's me, Shamika Latte. Thank you for joining me for the Building the Best You podcast, My Power Spot. Join me weekly to get powered up in your business or your home with various subjects, powerful guests, and actionable steps, all for the glory of God. Visit IamShamikaLatte.com and stay connected.